Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Nearing. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa from True North Homeschool Academy, back once again with Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And I am super excited today to have Rachel Margion here with me on the podcast. Rachel teaches French at True North Homeschool Academy, um, French 1, French A, French with Play-Doh, <laughs> which sounds like such a class, and then French 2 in the fall as well. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. And Thank you for inviting me to join you. I'm so glad. You're, it's kind of hard to coordinate our schedules sometimes because you're all the way over in sunny Italy. I am in the yes. far north of North America. So uh, we're like several hours apart, I think six or eight, maybe even. It's a, it's a time difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seven, seven hours. And now it's almost 10 o'clock in the evening for me. So So thanks for making the sacrifice. (laughs) No, it's okay. You know, in the summer in Italy, we don't go to bed too early. We eat dinner late. It's so hot in the day. I... I just found my kids outside jumping on a trampoline in pajamas. So (laughs) (laughs) of course they were. (laughs) Isn't that what summer is for though? Just those great memories. Oh my gosh. They're growing up near Roma, Italy, jumping on a trampoline in their PJs. That is just such a beautiful word picture. I love it. Um, I, I said this before, every time you say Roma, Italy, I think of Roma tomatoes and basil and I can just smell I can just smell it, you know, those fresh, beautiful smells of summer. Um, Such a great, not only do you teach French for us, you have a website where um, you offer French classes and books and that kind of thing. You've you've taught to kids all over Europe and India. You've traveled extensively and you and your family are a polyglot family. You are raising multilingual kids. And um, the reason why we have a relationship is because thankfully, you know, English, even though you live in Italy. As a French woman. <laughs> so exactly. Tell us about that. See, like, yeah. <laughs> life is full of surprises. And sometimes learning languages like open doors for new surprises. Yeah, I love that. You, you've traveled all over, like all over Africa, the Ukraine, Europe. And what made that possible, Rachel? Because that's kind of a different, unique um, lifestyle. We In America, we're pretty, you know, we're English speakers in America. How comfortable was it to just go to Africa or to go to the Ukraine? Those are really different cultures than French or Ed- Italian cultures, right? Yeah, I, I was very curious of seeing something else. And uh, of course, I also have I had a calling. I felt God gave me a love for teaching and I wanted to use it for children in Africa. And that's what uh, triggered uh, my travels. And then I, so I went first to, I, fir- I first went to Ivory Coast, actually, which is a French speaking country for a few months to see if I liked it and uh, to visit different associations and to see how um, and different missionaries how 
how they were doing. And then I got invited to teach in uh, Guinea-Conakry, which is also a French-speaking country, even though the, they have a few different dialects there. The, the official language uh, at school was uh, French. The kids didn't know French at all when I arrived. Wow. <laughs> so it was quite a surprise first. And all these little eyes looking at me wow. and no clue. And I think it gave me a love for uh, knowing how can I put myself to their level. And I like, I think I like to do that. That's one of the things I like to adapt and to get to the level of the children mm-hmm. and reach, their, uh, reach them where they are yeah. and uh, to make things that seem complicated as simple as possible to uh, for yeah. them to grasp it. I love that. <laughs> I love that. That and that's what you're going to be doing in the um the the French with Play-Doh club that we're offering this fall, which sound, every time I've mentioned that to anybody, they're like, "Oh yeah, I want to take that. I want to be in that class because it just sounds so fun." So I love how you you also bring in like um different neurological pathways of learning, the speaking, the hearing, the touching. Um, it's all different ways to communicate with the kids. And that's kind of like a hallmark of your family is just that gift of communication through foreign languages, but also teaching. Um, yeah. I, so you're, you're raising your kids with, with not just one language or two languages, but three languages. Tell us about that a little bit. Cause that's really unique. <laughs> okay. So I will start by at the beginning. Uh, so because my husband is Italian and we both we both met, met in Ukraine and we talked in English because that was a common language. I didn't know any words in Italian and he didn't know French. So we started talking in English and um, and then it became a little bit uh, an easy language for our family when the kids were born. I really wanted to talk to to them in French so uh, so they would hear French since they were born and later on we introduced Italian they I I actually was a little bit concerned when they started to be in the age of learning to read it was if it was going to be confusing for them and I read a lot about it and I talked with other moms and I noticed then myself that it's not confusing for them. They can learn to talk, to read in different languages. It can take a little bit more time, but they learn to read in different in English and French. And then we added the Italian also. And for kids, it's not a problem. Yeah. The problem is in the mommy's mind. <laughs> Sometimes we're like, ah. <laughs> well, and they're, they're too young to know that that's not normal. <laughs> exactly. They're, to them, that's their normal. <laughs> And they are smart enough to like know with who to speak what language. Like, for example, we visit my family or my mom comes to visit. They automatically know to speak in French with the mother of my husband. They automatically know to speak uh, in Italian. And even when they were small, even when they didn't know uh, how to speak a lot of Italian, they they just knew they needed to say a few words in Italian. It's uh, 
it's instinctive. <laughs> that's really, that's interesting. I mean, I, I hadn't thought about that, but they probably, there's other clues besides just the language that we're speaking that, um, that children are aware of. That's, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So we, and we talked before about how foreign language really is not, not just about the language and the words, but it's so much bigger and broader, like about the culture. Um, and that yes. just so much of the culture is embedded in the language. Um, are your kids, do they really understand some of that? Or have you seen that they're just, their, their horizons are broader because they're multilingual? Their horizons are broader. They can adapt to different people. They can also. They are curious also about uh, about countries. They they love geography. They love uh, talking about different countries, uh, and uh, I think I, I think not all of it is uh, obvious right away, but it's uh, yeah the same way that for example when uh, we meet people from different places. They they can adapt and like observe first and um, and act a little bit not differently but uh, adapt to the other person. They I think partly homeschool already helps children to to adapt to uh, to other adults to different situation. But I think languages is part of it also. Yeah. I do too. I do too. We offer six foreign languages at True North Homeschool Academy. And part of that is because we're really committed to communication and we're, mm-hmm. we're committed to, we're, be, we're people of the book and God came down and the word became flesh. And so mm-hmm. words, words are important, right? Um, and, um, and communication is going to be so much more valuable, I believe, as we become more technologically astute as just globally. Um, but how to communicate with people. My daughter and I were talking about just the fine art of making small talk is almost almost lost in some cultures. Do you find that in Europe? Do people just still hang out and chat with each other? Or are they looking at their cell phones all the time, not interacting? What is it like there? <laughs> the same? Yeah, it, it, it is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know uh, the how to compare because I don't know, I don't know how it is in the States also with this, with the pandemic, it's a, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different. And now everybody's a little bit uh, farther away. Yeah. 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 And, uh, um, but, but people still really appreciate when you come to them and, uh, and talk and try to like, communicate open up mm-hmm. and young people young people now they they have a little bit of difficulties expressing uh, a lot of things besides just the normal you see they actually can express more uh, typing or chatting than actually they can talk and it's very sad mm-hmm. uh it's very sad because when they're in front of somebody, then they are a little bit afraid to talk. We're not, we're not, uh, when I was younger, uh, like everybody was talking to everybody. It was much more, um, a conversant more society. Yeah. Just, yeah. just chat. Yeah. And, uh, and how, how can you, how can you like, uh, preach the gospel, share, share, Without being a missionary or, or, or a pastor, just as 
a student, a person, uh, uh, head of a company. How can you how can you share if you don't know how to communicate? And learning other languages is adding to your communication skills. Right. It's like learning how to relate to other people. It's opening up to different possibilities of expressing different things, different way. In every culture, you, di- you express something differently. Yeah. And we should be asked questions as people of the book, <laughs> like you said, as people, we, of course, it's the word of God that talks, but we need to bring, to bring it. So we should be uh, ahead of communications we should be the ones who know how to communicate yeah I love that I love it and I just think you know when you we live in a town that's the far north so there hasn't been a lot of like different cultures here necessarily but there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of refugees from um, Africa actually and if you one thing I've noticed is if you go up and approach someone and you know they're they have a different language or different culture and you speak to them in their native language it's like an automatic friendship <laughs> Have you noticed that too? Yes. Uh, our yes. language of youth is like the language of ourselves in a way, right? So yeah, it's a great way to just build a friendship. Easy way. <laughs> yes, but also as a French pe- uh, as a French person like uh or in Italy, we have American tourists coming. And there's a big difference how you're received. If you try to say a few words, even if you, you, you don't have to have, uh, we think the, uh, the American accent is really cute. Uh-huh. <laughs> but the, the, for us, for us uh, the people that come in Italy or in France as tourists and they don't make the effort of talking a little bit of your language, it gives the impression of being proud yeah. and, and not wanting to like uh, um, mix or not wanting to understand us. Yeah. And, uh, and even if you don't say much, but you try yeah. right away, it opens doors, it, it opens does. friendships, it right away. It, right. Seeing it from our countries, it, it's very, uh, it's very obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's endearing. It's endearing to people. Um, I, I've had this burning question only because, um, so I have never been to France, but I've been to Greece and um, I've been to Amsterdam. So not, I haven't traveled extensively through Europe, but a little bit. And um, one of my big questions is like, what's your favorite food in French? Because when you think, when I think of French, I think of like Julia Child's French cooking. And my husband does this great Julia Child accent, you know, like I'm not so good at it. So I'm going to say <laughs> But um, I always just think of French cooking. So are you a big French chef too? Or are you cooking more like Italian or is it somewhat similar? (laughs) Well, there is similarities because I'm more from the south of France. So the south of France, Provence. I mean, I'm from the uh, Alps, but it's already starting to be the south of France. So there is similarities, olive oil, like you said, basil and tomatoes. But uh, uh, I guess I guess uh, every, it's more like every region of Italy has their dishes, and every region of France has their dishes also. I'm uh, I'm not a, a great cook, but uh, I like doing a few traditional uh, dishes from Italy. I learned I learned uh, 
that uh, there is millions of ways to do a pasta in uh, in Italy with all kinds of different vegetables. In France or in the States, when we think about spaghetti, we we cook them uh, a la bolognese with uh, with uh, meat sauce and. But uh, in Italy, there is like. You can cook it with broccoli. You can cook cook it with all kinds of vegetables and meat and fish. And wow, okay, <laughs> so, so that was fun. And uh, and each region has this type of uh, shape of pasta. Like every region in France has his uh, cheese. <laughs> yeah, cheese is dear to my heart too. So, <laughs> do you have a favorite? Uh, cheese? That's kind of a funny question, but you can do a tour. A tour of France, uh, trying every region of cheese. Uh, oh, wow, that sounds cheese. fun. I one yeah. of my one of my bucket list items is doing the Jane Austen walking tour, but I might have to add the cheese tour of France to that list. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that sounds like a really fun time, actually. Um, so I I'm so glad that you joined me today just to talk about language. Um, I think it's so important that our kids, I think sometimes they get in their head like that maybe they're not good at language, they're not good at foreign language, or they're not, it's not easy to learn. And one thing I've learned from studying foreign languages is that it's just hard work, but you there's there's better ways to study and worse ways to study. If you just like yeah. take the splatter approach to studying a foreign language, it's probably not going to take too well. But if you can get a good, uh, to me personally, I think the best way to learn a foreign language is to find a good teacher. Um, seriously, honestly, do you, have you found that too? Like having a good teacher for some of the, what we would consider harder subjects just makes all the difference in the world. Of course, uh, we all remember uh, from uh, our childhood, like I, I just, I just uh, noticed that, that I hated math. But actually, no, I love math. And I'm say, I, I think it's because I didn't have a good math teacher. Because I'm doing math with my children. I love math. I have fun. So that's that's uh, what it is. So the, the teacher, I agree, it's important. It's, uh, there's two things for me that is important if you want to learn a, a language. So one is having in your mind, I can. Yeah. I can, even if I don't talk right now, I can, because that's the first barrier. Yeah. And I, if you're like, I'm not capable. Yes, you are. Yeah. Your brain is working perfectly. It's made for learning different languages. And, uh, and two, you need to like, not be, not be um, afraid of listening a lot, a lot, a lot, listening and reading, listening. So we can, listen to songs listen to cartoons listen to and and read a lot mm, and uh, so and can i so, just mention a free resource really quickly so sure. on YouTube, youtube is a great place to find books on tape um which i didn't know that my kids discovered it um so we don't have an audible account they listen to a ton of books on tape through youtube now you have to be careful mm-hmm. of the access, you know yeah. there's some crummy stuff out there but um my daughter listens to the Bible and to um, humor, to comics in different languages as she's learning that language. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Bible's on a different app. It's not necessarily on YouTube. But what a great way to get those words and the vocabulary and the speed of the language in your head. Because I know when you learn vocabulary, then you hear a native speaker speak. Um, 
it, like as an English speaker, I'm saying a French word like da da da, but a French speaker is going da da da. <laughs> so the speed <laughs> makes it difficult to actually hear. But if you're accl- acclimating your brain to the speed of the native speaker sound, yeah, you know, you know listening to the Bible, some or a story that's familiar, a kids' book or whatever, it can really speed up that language acquisition. Yes. Even if you listen to simple things, uh, or like you said, things that you already know in English, you already know songs that you already know, songs that are in French and in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a very great. Uh, yeah. There's there's apps where there is the Bible in different languages on the same app. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. So two things you said about language acquisition is tell yourself you can do it. Yes. Foreign language, and secondly do a lot of listening and reading in that language. Yes. That's, that's great tips. Do you know, do you know other languages? I didn't even bother to ask you. You were in Ukraine. What did you speak when you were in the Ukraine? Russian, a little bit of Russian. <laughs> I didn't learn as much as I, I would have liked because I was so busy, but it's a beautiful language. It's very expressive. It, you, you can... It's a little bit like Italian. You have one word and you can change the ending to make it more gentle, more soft, or more big or more expressive. You change all this. Uh, it's a, it's, it's very interesting language. Wow. Okay. Any others? I didn't even know that. Like hidden languages that you have hidden in your back pocket there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all for now. <laughs> that's all for now. What's the next language you want to learn? Have you thought about that? Or? My kids want to learn, uh, to learn Spanish. So uh, I might get into that too. Well, actually, it's not true. I, I learned uh, German when I was uh, young. And uh, the problem is that I went to Germany and everybody was talking English to me. So oh, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> that's almost not fair. Because they wanted to practice either their French or their English. Right. And I was not confident in talking. So I should have said, no, I want to sp- speak German. Yeah. I think I forgot a lot of my German. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you know, English, French, Italian some Russian and some German. That's amazing. And your kids want to learn Spanish. That's fantastic. <laughs> but I think I'll let my husband teach that because he speaks Spanish good. But does he really? Wow. What, what a great opportunity for your kids. Do they realize what a unique situation they're growing up in? I think they're starting. They're starting. We, we, uh, we have a friend that, uh, is speaking is uh, from Colombia is a doctor and uh, he speaks Russian also and so they hear that it, I think they get it, it gave them the love of more languages also to see other people yeah that's one thing also to uh, to consider when you have kids that are not sure about learning languages show them other people that that talk and people that are interesting or the kids that know, know different languages yeah because uh they uh, it gives them a motivation yeah it it really does um how did you guys you know this is kind of like i'm just going on a bunny trail here but how did you guys decide to homeschool what we hear in the states is that it's illegal in many countries is it illegal in italy or um, I hope I'm not putting you on the spot by asking that. But. No, no, not at all. It is not illegal at all. Actually, 
uh, Italy was a little bit behind in uh, in starting to know about homeschool, and but it's getting more and more popular. There's actually uh, an Italian as a big association with lawyers and everything, and we have all the the different uh, legal things to be able to do it, and. Uh, is ju- just at the end of the year in Italy, we have to have an exam in one school. Yes. So we register, we present them our program. And uh, and uh, so far, the school where we've been uh, doing the exam every year, we have it in a few days for my kids, actually. <laughs> we always have been uh, uh, very welcome, good contacts with the teachers. Uh, it was great. In France, it's been a long time that uh, homeschooled is known. I was uh, homeschooled most of my life, not uh, most of my um, studies. Mm-hmm. Um, I even did uh, two years of university homeschooled. With, with, so it's possible till very high levels, um, also in France. And uh, now they're making it more tough, more regulations. And uh, so we're praying actually that uh, France still uh, accepts mm-hmm. homeschooling without making it too hard. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it's mm. such a great way to raise kids. I yeah. loved it when I was a kid. So <laughs> That's awesome to hear. Yeah. And uh I ask my kids every year and they want to continue homeschooling. So love it. So so a French woman and an Italian man meet in the Ukraine, speak English, yes. and end up homeschooling their three kids. <laughs> and it wouldn't have happened if you we didn't know other languages. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That is that's like a made for TV movie or something right there. <laughs> exactly I love it you guys if you want to know more about Rachel I will put links that you can go find her um, in the show notes and if you have any questions about the classes either one of us would love to answer those about you Um, she's going to be teaching French A for K through 6 French 1 and 2 for junior and senior high school students and French with Play-Doh in our clubs so Rachel thanks again I know it's getting late where you are but thanks for chatting with me it's always delightful and um, we'll catch up with you soon It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. Bye. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101, with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.